Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking with Meredith about how resistance exercises can help osteoporosis and bone health. Are you ready to do this, Meredith? I'm ready. All right, we'll see you guys on the inside. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us on the Senior Fitness Podcast with Meredith. We're really, really glad you all are here today. We're really, really excited about today's topic. We're going to be talking about resistance exercises and how they help bone health or osteoporosis. Great, great topic. We've been really looking forward to diving into that. But before we do that, we just want to remind you, give you some little reminders out there to come visit us at our website, www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith.com. We have all of our content in one place there from our workouts to these podcasts to all of our articles as well as an opportunity for you to sign up for our weekly newsletter where we send out all of our latest and greatest to you. And uh, we also want to announce that we recently launched our online store and we mm-hmm. have a, a first set of products out there for you to check out. We have our official t-shirts, both unisex and women's. And we have a couple other items out there that we think you would really, really like. So let us know how you feel, all your feedback. We love that. Hit us up on Facebook and let us know what you think. We really are interested in that. So, um, But thanks again for joining us. And today's topic we're going to jump into is how resistance exercises, weight training type of things, (laughs) help bone health, Meredith. And uh, this is a topic that you had brought up. And um, what are your overall thoughts? We'd like to get your, your first opinion, your first first impression thoughts on this. <laughs> well, I think it's such a good topic to talk about, not only just the resistance training, but why we do it, and osteoporosis being such a big thing with seniors, and actually anyone over the age of 50. It affects one in three women, one in five men over the age of 50. So... Um, we, we have to be aware of it. And then what can we do to not prevent it, but to help our bones, um, to strengthen them besides just what we eat and resistance training is one of the best ways you can do it. And so we'll go through some of those examples and how it helps. Good, good. Uh, I think it's a great place to start is, um, you know, what is resistance training? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, what, what is it like, uh, you know, some people say, what am I resisting? Right. <laughs> Weight-bearing exercise, I think, is probably the best way to say it. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to hold 20-pound dumbbells or any weight at all. You can use gravity and your own body weight as resistance training. So it can be from holding dumbbells, gravity and body weight, um, the resistance bands that we use, the balls that we use, things like that. Going for a brisk walk, um, resistance in a pool if you're doing aqua classes, things like that. So that's a really big, uh, mm-hmm. wide umbrella of activities. I mean, even even to walking. Who knew that exactly. walking would be a resistance? <laughs> Maybe walking uphill. At, yeah, so definitely, that's definitely that a resistance. too. <laughs> yeah. um, and so you know, now we define what resistance is. What exactly are is osteoporosis and what, you know, what is bone health? Osteoporosis, and I like talking about this depending on when you listen to it, but um, Osteoporosis Awareness Day always falls on October 20th. So it's just like this day that we like to talk about it. And then we go year long to keep it in everybody's mind. So that's kind of why we're bringing it up now. It is October um, when we record this, um, depending on when you listen to it, though. 
Um, just having those reminders, osteoporosis is a weakening of the bones. Um, they become very fragile, weak over time um, as we age, especially if we stop moving and we're not eating the correct foods. Um, but again, we're talking about resistance training. If we stop moving and we stop lifting things against gravity, again, doesn't have to be heavy weights, can just be your own body weight. Getting up and out of a chair is putting resistance on your lower body and your core. So thinking about it like that. But a lot of older people um, become sedentary for many, many reasons. And bones become very weak. Osteoporosis sets in. And it's so much easier to have a fracture um, in your bones, even not just from falls. Falls, of course, um, number one. But I've heard of seniors who will sneeze or cough and break mm, bones. They mm -hmm. become that brittle. So um, just super important to, to talk about. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think when you, when you think about having, you know, your bones are a little bit weaker, um, resistance training probably isn't the first thing that comes to mind. Right. That would help you. <laughs> no. It would almost be like, I don't wouldn't want nervous. to pick up that weight. Right. You know? <laughs> um, why is that? Why are we nervous about yeah, that? Yeah, why, why is that? I think because you think that the holding on to a dumbbell or using any type of resistance, that it's going to be too much on your bones, that it can cause um, negative uh, adverse reaction rather than something good. Now, I would say, especially if you've been diagnosed with osteoporosis, any jumping type of things... Um, jogging, things like that, yes, I would stay away from because those are jarring movements and high impact on your bones. Whereas standing or sitting to do resistance training um, is not doing anything but gaining strength in your muscles and your bones. You're not adding impact to that workout. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's very beneficial mm -hmm. <laughs> and good mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. Um, what... What so now that we we talked about resistance, what it is, how what bone health is, and how it does benefit. Mm -hmm. What so what are we talking about as far as actual movements? Um, what suggestions do you have to start? Where were, where would we get started? Mm -hmm. I'd say if you haven't done anything at all, really starting with range of motion movements, especially if you're sedentary, you cannot get up out of your chair watching maybe one of our workouts and just doing the range of motion to learn that and to listen to how you're supposed to do the workout, that movement, and what you're working when you do that movement. Because it's very important, I think, to get the form right in order to actually help the body. You're gaining that strength in the muscle, but you're gaining that strength in the bone, and you have to focus on where it's at. Um, you pick up weights and you haven't done it for years and years, or maybe you never have, and then you just start swinging them around, then you're prone to injuring something. Mm -hmm. And that's where you could, it could be, I guess, less beneficial if you lift up um, some type of resistance. And so yes, the mind could go, maybe I shouldn't be doing this because you're not doing it correctly. So I would say start with range of motion if you're really, really beginner. Mm -hmm. Get movements down and then slowly add to it. Don't jump in full force with a 10 pound dumbbell and try and do, you know, movements to work the smallest 
muscles and bones in your body, your shoulders or your rotator cuffs or your hip flexors or things like that and go, why do I hurt so bad? Slowly, slow and steady wins the race. We always say it, but start with one pound dumbbells, a couple cans of soup or water bottles, Mm. then go up from there. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, same thing with resistance bands, any of the workouts that we do. Start with just range of motion, then slowly add to it. If you're able to walk and you're going on walks, start slow and then pick up your pace as you do it. That's what's going to put more impact without running. Put more impact on those bones and that's where you're going to get the benefits from. But mm-hmm. you have to you have to slowly get into it. Otherwise, again, number one, we never want to have an injury because that's going to set us back even more. So getting into it slowly is the best way. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, starting off with learning the motions first exactly. and then adding the resistance to it. Yes. Um, what kind of time frame do we have? Are we looking at if you say, how long does it take to strengthen the bones? <laughs> um, after, you know, you you've been, you have osteoporosis, you know, you've gone to the doctor. Um, how long does it take? <laughs> how long do we have to do this? You know, it has to be consistent. So you can't just do it once a week and then think you're going to go to the doctor and they're going to do a bone density test and say, wow, you look at that. Look at the changes. Has to be consistent over a length of time. Just like anything, if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to gain strength, anything that we try and do, it takes time. But I have had a number of people who have come to me after doing classes for a couple of months and said... I did my bone density test, or even they told me prior to. I'm doing my bone density test in a couple days. I'll let you know the results. When they get them back, it's good. They Their numbers have gone up. Their density is higher. So think of the bone. I think we've talked about this before. as Say like a sponge. So you fill it with water. It's super filled, and there are no holes or pores in it. As it dries out, those holes form. Well, there's osteoporosis. You've got a nice, thick, dense bone. It's that sponge filled with water. Slowly as it dries out, it gets more brittle in a way, right? You know, especially when you touch a sponge that's super dry, you can see the holes in it um, because there's no moisture or water or anything in it. Now, bone is not necessarily moisture water that's filling in, but those holes in the air is getting inside. So density, it's gaining more strength in those bones. It's getting tougher, right? So then when you take these tests and the doctor can see whether you have more of the air and holes in your bones or they've strengthened over time. And tests will show that those numbers of it being stronger and denser goes up. So it takes time though. And again, consistency. We can't just do it once a week for a couple weeks and think that we're done and then you get your numbers and say oh good i'm done it has to keep going on <laughs> what um what kind of common areas of the body do you see osteoporosis in and then on top of that what exercises would you recommend <laughs> to help those areas um i would say osteoporosis once you're diagnosed it's full body, but the most frail parts um, that are easiest to to break or more prone, I guess, are hips and shoulders and elbows. Um, So hips, we do many, many different workouts with either, I, I like to just go back to basics, sitting in a chair, you don't have to stand up. Standing is wonderful if you can do it because standing in and of itself is weight bearing because you have gravity that wants you to sit down. So you're 
gaining leg and core strength just by standing. But if you can't stand, <laughs> stay seated in your chair. Those dumbbells go on the thighs. You just open the legs out to the side and march your legs. If you don't have dumbbells, but you have a circle band or your resistance band, you can tie into a circle, placing that around your thighs or your ankles and then opening. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The feet side to side. It's going to really gain that strength in your hips and core, and that's essential to gain um more dense bones in mm-hmm. that area. Shoulders, same thing, using weights, uh, using the exercise balls that we use, the playground ball, just an air ball is still going to add resistance to upper body and shoulders and doing side raises, front raises, um, our upright rows, things like that to gain that strength is very important. And then range of motion, I think, is number one when it comes to strength of the elbows. We don't think about that, but when I'm doing some of the exercises and I'll say, you know, you're, you're hinging from the elbow joint. Because a lot of times when we lose range of motion in certain body parts, say ankles, say elbows, say shoulders, etc., um, they almost become locked. And we use different body parts. So instead of doing a bicep curl and curling from your elbow joint, you swing your arm and it's coming from the shoulder. So now we've lost that strength that we're getting in the elbow joint. Not only that, we Mm -hmm. probably have arthritis in it because we have no lubrication that's going on inside that joint. So um, remembering what you're doing, again, that's why I say go to the basics and do range of motion. Learn that movement, then add to it, and that's where you're really going to gain the strength. Mm -hmm. And you can do these seated, standing. Definitely, yes. Yeah. Would you recommend more seated just because of the, (laughs) you know, the bone density? Um, What would you recommend? (laughs) It's what you're able to do. It's hard for me to say. If you are able to stand, stand. Mm -hmm. If that's not a problem, an issue, you don't have balance issues, or um, you're not restricted to sitting in a chair or a wheelchair, obviously, um, then stand. If you feel comfortable, you don't have to hold on to anything. Most of the time when you're doing your workouts, um, you're very mobile, you have no issues with your balance, stand. Otherwise, stay seated because you will see that we have many, many workouts seated and they are just as tough as standing. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Yeah, the seated workouts, don't let them fool you. No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just because it's seated doesn't mean that you're getting off easy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Especially when you start adding resistance and weights to them. Exactly. Um, that really makes it challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you when you come up with their workouts, 
uh, with resistance workouts, do you have that in mind? Do you have it in mind that this could also help not just strengthen muscles, but strengthen bones? Bones, definitely. I think anytime we add um, resistance to anything or even our cardio that we're doing in different body parts, that's that the the core of it is, of course, to strengthen the entire body. And that includes the bones as well as the muscles, as well as the joints, as well as the ligaments, as well as the brain, as well as the heart, the lung, etc. Mm-hmm. So it really is full body, all over strong, like we st- say, um, workout. And that goes down deep into the body, not just the superficial that we see on the top layer, basically. Mm-hmm. When you uh, were are training seniors and you're working with seniors, does the topic come up a lot? You know, do they say, oh, you know, because I have osteoporosis, I can't do this. Um, is it something that's top yes, of mind? It is, especially um, when they've been diagnosed or they're told they have osteoporosis. And they're very worried about falls at that point, usually. Um, so they get nervous. And that's not a bad thing. Being aware. Um, don't be scared, though, of falling because we can will ourselves into a fall when we are nervous and over the top about it. Be aware that you have that. What can you do now? What can we change? Hold on to something if you choose to stand. Have your walker, your cane, or a chair close by. um, Or stay seated if you feel more comfortable until you gain that strength and you can stand. But it is top of mind because I think it's... um, so many people have it um, at all ages, but especially as we age and become seniors. And then we're told by our doctor, and a lot of people are taking calcium pills and different different types of medication for it. But a lot of times doctors, and I've said this before, not to, to you know, say another negative about them, but they don't say, go work out. <laughs> Physical mm-hmm. activity is mm-hmm. a great thing to do. Um it helps your bones. They they just aren't told that. So they, they're weary. They're scared, like we talked about earlier. Nervous that it could injure them um, instead of help them. So they have to learn that. And then once they do it and they go get their next bone density test and they see the results are positive, then they are believers and then they keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's interesting that, you know, go, going and doing resistance exercises or exercising is not something that you would normally hear right uh, when it probably is something that should be considered exactly yeah i mean i think the number one thing most people and i as a kid how do we gain strength in our bones calcium drink your milk Mm -hmm. um that's that was the only thing i remember ever hearing about what can help my bones when there's so many other things Mm -hmm. (laughs) we can do and not do Mm mm-hmm um, so that brings up a good side discussion. Um, you know, what kind of nu- nutrition is nutrition mm. involved yes. with helping build that bone back up along with the resistance exercises? Uh-huh. Definitely. I mean, I think everything goes hand in hand, nutrition, um, what we take in, what we give out, you know, foods we eat, exercise we give mm-hmm. is going to help the body the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no smoking, don't drink so much in moderation. Um, your calcium, your vitamin D, mm-hmm. um, sun exposure helps your bones. Um, proteins help the muscles, which in turn help the bones. Um, th- and also, when we talk about resistance training and we do gain strength in the muscles, think about that layer that's over your bone. It's muscle, right? So if we gain strength in that, underneath we're protecting it as well. Um, 
in turn, we're, we're adding that weight bearing. So it's gaining the strength in the bone in and of itself, but you're gaining that protective layer too, mm -hmm. that goes over it. So that's important. Um, so proteins, calcium, vitamin D are probably your top ones that, um, help the bones the most. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, so <laughs> I'm here. You convinced you've convinced me. Oh, I gotta, right. I've gotta lift some weights. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? When someone says, you know, okay, what kind of dumbbells should I get, Marianne? You know, I want to get a set of dumbbells. What kind of weights am I looking at? What should I do? You know, it's the first time. Exactly. Um, if it's if you're just starting out, I would buy like three pound, five pound, maybe sevens or eights, something mm -hmm. like that. So getting a range. Having some uh, water bottles, that would be your starting point, though. So I wouldn't necessarily say you need to buy one pound or two pound dumbbells when you can hold on to water bottles or soup cans or something like that. Mm -hmm. Unless you have arthritis in your hands and that's too wide of a grip, um, possibly you would need a small dumbbell or something because it's a smaller grip and you could hold on to it easier. You can always get wrist weights if you do have um, arthritis and you said it's really hard for me to hold on to resistance bands or hold on to weights. They have uh, wrist weights, just like ankle weights, wrist weights that go on. You don't have to worry about holding anything. So mm -hmm. that's also an option. But I'd say start small. So three, five, seven or eight pounds. So you have that um, to build up to, but you also have to look at the body as it all not being the same. And I know when I do the workouts, I generally just hold on to one weight, but I'll say to people, it's good to have many different size weights because smaller muscle groups dictate a smaller weight that you can hold. Whereas larger muscle groups can dictate and hold and use different heavier weights. Mm -hmm. So think your back, your quadriceps, your gluteals, those can take much heavier weights. So if you do buy those seven or eight pound dumbbells, you may find that you can use those for certain things. But for those shoulders or parts of the body where you're, maybe it's a little trickier and they are smaller uh, muscle groups, use the smaller one. So it's good to have that wide range, but also so you can build up, start mm -hmm. small and then go up. Mm -hmm. A variety of weights. Yes. Um, to help you as you get better. Exactly. Build up that mm -hmm. that um, confidence. <laughs> Uh, what would you suggest as a as a closing on um, try you know letting people know that they can do this? What kind of confidence would you instill mm -hmm. in someone you know to break that fear? Like I don't want to hurt myself. Mm, right. I don't know if I want to pick up this weight. Um, you know, what final words would you have for someone? Think about the long term of it. Don't try to jump ahead three months and want to be there after one workout. Long term getting through it, reasons why you're doing it. Um, not only is it strengthening your muscles, strengthening your bones, your entire body, it's going to help with fall risk. And sometimes that's one of the main things that we're afraid of. We're going to break something if we have osteoporosis because of falls. The more strength you gain in your body, the less likely you are to fall. Think of it like that. But again, it takes time. Um, we want to see the future results after one workout when it takes months to do. So consistency, longevity, we're in this for a lifetime, not a short time. So keep going with it and uh, you'll get results. You'll see them. Start slow, 
no injuries, and you can do it. Mm -hmm. That's great, great <laughs> advice. Uh, hopefully, you folks have found uh, a lot of great tips Meredith has shared on this podcast and um, this episode. And if you are struggling with bone health, with osteoporosis, and you had questions about what can I do to help uh, to get to get in a better situation, um, great tips today. Yes. And resistance exercises, weight training, uh, who would have thought that would be something? I know. So uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for joining us on this episode. We hope you can check out our next episode and also come visit us on our website, www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith.com. Sign up for that newsletter and get updates every week on what we have in store for you. So till the next episode, we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.